Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Sports Day. For Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to Sports Day SA. We are back on a Tuesday. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel with you. Menz, welcome back to Sports Day. Bonz, it's good to be here. It's a little bit overcast on a Tuesday afternoon, but it's good to be in the chair with you. It is good. And you can be part of the show as well on the Weeks Open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes, discover different. Text in 0427154166 or give us a call. 1300 736 We'll get straight into it because we've got heaps to talk about. The hot topic is thanks to Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Men's, let's have a talk about Pat Cummins and whether he's going to play in Adelaide in the test in a couple of days. Here's what Pat had to say. No, I felt, felt okay. I was more not trying to run as opposed to being restricted to uh, to run. So, yeah, felt all right. It was kind of got a bit tighter. I was going to have a bowl. Um, but, yeah, pretty happy he managed to, to not bowl. So give myself a good chance. Can you tell us what's wrong? Just a small strain. Um, so I think they're normally about a one-weeker and kind of if you bowl and make it worse, it can make it longer. But, um, yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. spend the next few days rehabbing and getting it right and I think it's a pretty good chance. So I'll, I'll be good for Adelaide. A few hums and haws there. Is that uh, a bit of false hope? I mean, anytime you say out loud that if I push it a little bit, it might get a bit worse, um, that tells me that is the answer right there. We're playing against the West Indies. We have an incredible bowling attack, and not just that. We've got Scott Boland and other bowlers waiting in the wings. Why would you risk it? You play so many games a year. You're so important for this team. You are the captain of the side. It is a no-brainer to give it an extra week and not play in this test where – Unless something goes incredibly wrong, we will win. Uh, it's not like it's going to be uh, batted out for five days and we won't be able to bowl them out. We've Correct. got a, a lineup to do it. It just what happens is when you're that player in that position, uh, you know that you're like, yeah, I'm touch and go, but I want to play as many games as I can. That's where it's on the physios and the coaching staff to go. You know what? Every player is going to front up and say, I'm right to go. It's on us to go. No, this is in the benefit for yourself and your team down the track. You're not playing this game. We've got Scott Boland. Bring him straight in. Well, Scotty Boland comes in. I, look, I think – I don't think he plays. I think Scott Boland comes in. And they've added Michael Nisa and Lance Morris, the quick from WA with the filthy mo. He's come across and uh, he's going to – A bolter. Play a, play a part of, uh, I guess, 
be in the around the Aussie Test team. That'll be exciting for him. That will be exciting for him. It's uh, it shows he's got something because he's come not from nowhere but almost. Uh, and so I agree with you. I don't think he'll play as well. Uh, and that will be the decision made by the physios and the coaches in the Australian team. And that will be the right decision. They have to make that decision for him and uh, and for the Australian team so that it doesn't hurt. Our f- what happens if he plays and he actually tears something, it does it bad and it's a month or a two-month thing and it starts to linger and starts to linger and all of a sudden over time you go, well, remember that test back against West Indies uh, last year where he played? Yeah, I just can't and, see it happening. And they've already retained, retained the um, Worrell Trophy, Frank Worrell Trophy, so... And the, and the South African Test match starts the following week. It's so there's close. no rest between. He can't have a bit of a break after this Test match. So, yeah, look, I, I think it's a bit of false hope from Paddy Cummins. But um, let's switch topics now and go to a bit of sample talk. Uh, Brett Turner has sort of spoken out about his time at the Adelaide Crows and being part of the mid-season draft and saying he was sort of – Led down the garden path a little bit. He's not blaming the crows, but he'd like to see the the rules changed. And I know you've been outspoken on this as well about a minimum eighteen month contract. Yeah, he's he's blaming the system, and that's what it is. He is spot on with this. That uh, he's been careful with his choice of words to not say uh, the crows didn't give me a fair crack. He is saying that the system, the way it works, is if you get picked up, you're up against everyone else at the end of the year when you come out of contract. Now, this is what happens. You have players that have signed two or multiple year deals. And so they can't be delisted at the end of the year. So when push comes to shove, one player who's out of contract has a pretty good year. They go, well, we can't delist him. So we're going to have to get rid of this guy we've had for three months. So it's a really tricky one for Brett Turner. He obviously, when he got picked up, had his injury at the time as well. So he'd missed about eight weeks of footy. Now, everyone who knows who's played footy, if you are injured and you're out for a sustainable amount of time, then it means that when you come back, you're not going to be at the same level. You've lost no, your fitness. Of not. And he, that's what happened. He came back and he wasn't at the same level when he was prior injury. And the Crows basically saw that and was like, okay, he's probably not quite up to it. So it is a really difficult one for him. I feel for his situation. The length should definitely be longer than three months or at least some sort of incentive if that is the case. And we will see him back at Glenelg in 2023. Yeah, so there's been uh, a things happening down at Glenelg. So Brett Turner's back and the coach is out. Brett Hand has parted ways with the club. There'd been some murmurs going around the Adelaide footy scene that this was on the cards. Brett had taken some personal leave and um, Richard Douglas has come in as one of their assistant coaches. I don't think he stepped straight into the role, but um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, it's a really interesting one. Uh, you can read into that however you want. Um, potentially things weren't quite lining up uh, with coach and players is is what uh, might have been the case. And it's an interesting time to do it as well at this stage of the year. You'd think that would happen pretty much straight after the season. So Douglas coming in does make it interesting. Uh, yeah. it, uh, they're going to be talked about a fair bit, the Bays, over the coming months up until round one. And so... Uh, they will be stronger on the field, which is important. Uh, but yeah, they need to they need to get that decision right and have that club in a good position because two years ago they only lost a couple of games, or only lost the two games. So mm. And last year they were pretty good and had a few injuries and just fell away a little bit, but still made uh, finals. So they are going to be thereabouts again in twenty twenty three. Have you heard whether Sam Durden's going to make his way back down down the bay? 
No, I haven't heard that one. It's uh, no, me either. There was a, l- a few whispers a month or so ago, but nothing's come to f- fruition yet. Yes, it, it's, and I think potentially you never know. Might be reliant on what's happening with the coaching situation. There might have had to be in a few dominoes to fall before answers come. But uh, it's a nice segue there, Bonds. I reckon into the comings and goings in the sample for twenty twenty three. So I want to. I want to touch on the comings, the players that are coming to your sample club in 2023 to look out for. And every year teams bring in uh, multiple players. And look, if you can top your list up with three, four or five guys that have been at AFL level or, or at least have been very successful in another comp, whether it be the VFL or the Waffle, then yes. it can absolutely take you from seventh or eighth on the table, straight up the table, straight into the top couple of teams. So we'll start on the Central District Footy Club. Now, what they've done, and they have come out and said this, is they have added depth to their list. They They are the movers and shakers. They have added 100 players to their list, it seems like. There is a lot of players that have gone. The Lekoak brothers from Stewart, yes, have gone there, the three of them. Uh, So what they did was their reserves last year really struggled. They brought a lot of under-18s kids up, and you don't want to do that because it just dilutes your talent and makes your pathways and those developing teams struggle. And so... They have gone about it going, we need depth in our reserves so that we can then push our league and, and at least make our under-18s team stronger. So that is the direction that Central Districts have gone. Now, if we move from there to Glenelg, the team we just touched on. Before you do, uh, just a bit of a um, bit of a pat on the back for one of our SEN crew. Mark Ross is now the, um, the footy manager out he there. He is, so he oh might have bounced off a few of his connections there yes. to get a few across. So, uh, well done to Rossi, you're doing a good job. Yeah, great weight, Rossi. Yeah, let's move to Glenelg, which we have touched on uh, with Brett Turner returning from the Crows. Uh, so he'll be massive for them in that midfield. Absolutely. The other one to look out for is Cameron McGree. So he is from Ranella and South Adelaide. He is a big ruckman. He was pretty well sought after from a number of clubs. And so Glenelg is where he chose. It was geographically the closest club to where he was. So Glenelg has struggled in the ruck the last couple of seasons. It's yep. really helped them, hurt them. They've... Played with the idea of putting McBean in there, and they did that with success late in the year. But obviously, you're all prepared to pay Paul. It takes away from their forward line. So it's a massive get for them to get Cameron McGree in the ruck and to be a, a number one ruck for them. Yeah, they've, they've tried it. They got Hannah from Centrals. That didn't really work. Um, and they tried Angus Cole there late in the, or for most half of the season, and that really didn't work either. So certainly a deficiency that they need to fill. Absolutely. And so from there, let's move to North Adelaide. And North Adelaide have picked up almost a recruit of the summer and it's Sam Mays returning from the Port Adelaide uh, AFL side. Yep, good player. He is a good player. And he he came back from AFL level and had some really good games for the the Magpies. But it's not always easy to come from one competition, the AFL, into another team. So he'll have that cohesion at North Adelaide with having a full preseason. He's also working at the club. And will be massive for them, as we talked uh, with Serge about a few weeks ago, where they're going to fit all those midfielders. But it's a great problem to have. The other one that's a really interesting one is Jesse White is returning. He won the premiership at Glenelg and he played at Broadview last year. So he will come back in and at the age of 35, I believe, Bonds. It'll be interesting. I, I just thought it was interesting that he rang Serge and said, I want to play for you and get your premiership. Yeah, that's really interesting. That is very interesting. I mean, they were a point away last year. So every chance, a couple of really big additions for the Roosters there. Let's move to the premiership team from last year, the Redlegs. They've added a couple of nice players. Jackson Callow has returned. He got picked up in the mid-season draft. 
Medium sized forward uh, was okay at Hawthorne. Uh, didn't quite get the crack he would have liked, but when he got picked up, he was playing some great footy at Norwood. Yeah, he was. He, uh, I think he kicked three goals seven in a game, um, which just showed how much he was dominating. He was getting the footy. He was their focal point. Uh, they've done well to replace him and bring in guys who have been like for like. So their their forward line all of a sudden next year with Connor McLean, with uh, Jarvis up there as well and Tahini, it's pretty potent. And you add Callow to that. And and the other one that they picked up, which I like the look of, is Matt Ling. So I played with him at Sydney okay. in the Swans there. He played some really good footy in the twos. And then Ge- Geelong VFL as well. So he is a nice pickup. He's a left footer outside, rebounding halfback flanker slash winger. So he'll be one that they'll be very interested to see how he goes as well. So the Red Legs have added some nice uh, players and some nice depth in their list as yeah, well. Yeah, they lose Rantoul, but uh, yeah, bring in Lynn, that's probably a It's a like-for-like. Like. Yeah. It's a very much a like-for-like. Like. And so from their one team that I really like the strategy of the South Adelaide Panthers, they are absolutely all in. It's, uh, it's a long drought for uh, you Panthers fans out there, but... It's great to see that they are all in. They are having a real crack. They've picked up Kobe much from Woolworths Torrens. Uh, they've got Sam Skinner from uh, Port yes. Adelaide, which is which is a great get. We know how much he dominated the Sandville two years ago. Yes. And even last year when he played uh, for Port Adelaide, teams would have to put work and time into him. And so that is a great get for them. That really helps them. And it replaces Ryan Garthwaite, who's going to America to be a college punter. So that is a, that's a massive get for them. Zach Sprouse, another big one as well. He's come across from GWS and Eli Smith from the Brisbane Lions. They've got some uh, they've got some AFL talent coming to the Panthers in twenty twenty three. Again, that helps their depth. Which uh, yeah, can I look? I think the Panthers are, might be a, might be a good uh, good chance next year. Yeah, I think they'll ascend up the ladder next season. Now onto Sturt, a team that. Uh, their very best this year was as good as anyone. Uh, it's just the consistency that Marty Matner will look for them there. Probably the big get they got was uh, Connor McFadden from the Brisbane Lions Academy. He was up there in Brisbane for a few years. He will be nice for them. He'll he'll probably be really well suited to that smaller oval uh, at Unley there as well. So that is a nice get for them. Uh, replaces a couple that they lost. Obviously, Tom Emmett picked up. Yeah, that's a bit of a loss for him, I think. It's a real loss. Uh, and so that, uh, that's probably your like for like almost there and that that will be helpful for them. They've got some pretty good depth on that list already, Sturt. So they'll be thereabouts. Yeah, they're the team that could easily win it next year or they could float around six, seventh, eighth. So the last team, well, the last couple of teams actually, because there's one team I haven't mentioned, but uh, let's go to West Adelaide and they picked up Sam Frost from the uh, GWS and the yes. AFL, which is a nice get for, for the, uh, for the bloods. The other one is Reese Nichols from uh, the Gold Coast Suns as well. So, it's good to see that with Hamish Hartler retired, Tom Keogh as well, Logan Hill, there's some there's some experience there gone from the club. Correct. They got a couple of guys back from AFL Systems, which will be really helpful for that. They've, they've had some guys recruited, as they do every single year, with uh, with some young kids there with Lemmy and Barnett. And a new coach. And a new coach as well. Adam who, Hartlett. Great man, Adam Hartlett. So all the best to him. Uh, really excited to see how he goes. And the team will finish on... Bonds for no other reason than alphabetical order is the Wood versus Torrance. Uh, now, there's a few additions here, which is nice. James Rose come back from the Adelaide Crows. Uh, he won the Ken Farmer medal a couple of years ago when he wasn't on the Crows list three years ago. So yes. that's a big get. Riley Collier-Dawkins from Richmond, a big-bodied midfielder, will be very helpful. Zane Williams comes back from Geelong. And David Brinker-Ritchie is uh, Box Hill Hawks, a big ruckman, which is with Jared Redden retiring. It's a massive get that one. It's a massive replacement. Perfect, men's. We've got to take a break. Uh, after the break, we'll do true or false, and there'll be lots more on Sports ASA. 
You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show. Text in on 0427154166. It's time for True or False. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, a large SUV. Menz, you want to go first? Yes, I do. And I'm going to start with Soccer World Cup bonds. True or false, after Portugal win tonight, we will be on track to see a Messi versus Ronaldo World Cup final. True. Wouldn't that be massive? Oh, it'd be massive. We just want it to happen, don't we? Oh, it'd be incredible. It'd be the most watched event in the world, and it would be unbelievable to see. All right. So my first true or false for you is that the Adelaide Giants will win, will take their winning streak to 12 when they clean sweep Canberra this weekend down at West Beach. That is true. Uh, 12. They're flying. They are absolutely flying. Uh our producer, Sammy Fantasia, here did say that we uh, are going to get down there and watch the Giants. Yes, and we are. So, potentially face the first pitch or p- face a pitch. So I'd love to see you have a swing, Bonds. Uh, I'll at, have a crack. At a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, wouldn't it be interesting to just try and hit that? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're, not, you're miles behind it, I reckon. Miles but, behind. <laughs> right, uh, what do you got for me? True or false, Manus Labishane will be the only the third Australian in 70 years to hit hundreds in three consecutive innings. Oh, this is a really good true or false. I'm going to say false, but I hope it's true. It would be great if it's true. Adam Gilchrist did it in 2005, and David Warner was the last in 2014. Good one. All right, here's mine. Mine's better. Travis Head will captain Australia if Pat Cummins doesn't play. True or false? I want to say true. I really (laughs) want Travis to captain, but I'm going to say false. Uh, Who, Who gets it then? Steve Smith. I think uh, I think gets it. I, I hope I'm wrong, uh, and I don't think Pat will play. So I hope Travis at home here in Adelaide would be incredible. All right. If it's not one of those two, who else? Is it Josh, Hay- Josh Hazelworth? Uh, it could be Josh Hazelwood, but uh, – Hazelworth. Yeah. Hazelwood. I'm going to go – no, I'd say Travis Head could over, over Josh Hazelwood. Yeah. So I think he's just behind Smith, but I'm hoping that you're right. I would love Travis to captain Australia. Anyway, biased. Uh, Another true or false bonds. Uh, we talked about the sample comings and goings, or particularly the comings. South Adelaide has had the best recruiting coup of the off season. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna say false. It's close. There's a number it's of teams. Really close. Number of teams that could take that. I, I can't wait for the sample season. I know we're still a couple of months away, but I just cannot wait. I think all teams have improved. And I think the competition's just getting better and better. Can't cannot wait for that. Um, all right, true or false, um, Dan? The big bash crowds will return. Uh, that is true. I think the hangover from the World Cup will go. Uh, will pass. I think that this two test series against West Indies was far too close to the uh, World Cup finishing, as well as don't get us started on the one day as in between that were just crammed in there. It was far too close. People had other things to do. They were over it. So I think that once the uh, Big Bash starts again, people will get back into it. I just I just think there's a, a little bit of a different feel about it. I think there's a bit of excitement going around. So hopefully, yeah, get out and see some Big Bash games. Absolutely. Get along or if not, listen on SEN. All right. That was true or false. Thanks to Cool Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner where men's has been during the week. Uh, Know your Christmas shopping list at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of top tool brands. Now, 
let's finish before we get to the break on the Soccer World Cup. Yes. Uh, last night, Croatia beat Japan in penalties, three to one. It was one all going into extra time. So Croatia through to the next round. Brazil 4-1 over South Korea. They have looked as comprehensive as anyone in the World Cup so far. I mean, it's an easy pick. Been on since the start, but there, there is no reason why they're not going to win it the way they are playing at the moment. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I, I think so too, yeah. yeah. I think you make a lot of sense a lot of the time. <laughs> I'll take that. Now, if you want to tune in tonight, I certainly will. Maybe I'll stay up to 1.30 in the morning to watch Morocco take on Spain. Spain with a really young team. They look very good as well. And the 5.30 game, Cristiano Ronaldo, the man we've spoken about, yes. plays at 5.30 against Switzerland tomorrow. I think Portugal will be too good for the Swiss. After the break, we're going to speak to the very successful Nathan McAndrew from the Redbacks. And uh, we'll have a chat to him about the great win over Tasmania. Stay with us. This is Sports ASA. This is Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonds and Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show. Just text in on 0427-154-166. That's the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes. Discover different. Now, men's, uh, we've got a very special guest on a very successful Redback team. It's Nathan McAndrew, thanks to Tire Power. Brands you can trust like Max's Tires and the big holiday sale is on now. Nathan McAndrew, welcome to Sports ASA. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. On the back of a win, uh, this is great to have uh, Redbacks on when um, you've had a win. Big win against Tasmania, 200-plus run win. Did it feel like you were getting some reward for all the hard work that's been going on? Yeah, it did, mate, to be honest. I think it was, yeah, it was a, a really well-deserved win. I think it came at a, a pretty pretty good time. I think, obviously, the boys had been, you know, working working their tails off and, and you know, players and coaches and, and everybody uh, in the organisation had been working so hard and, and probably not getting the results uh, in the red ball format that we, that we wanted. Uh, obviously, sort of coming off a, a pretty... Bad showing uh, in WA against uh, in Perth against WA, and and then you know fought back well against Queensland for a draw from a pretty tough position. But uh, yeah, it was really nice for the batters to to stand up and, and play an unbelievable knock on day one. Jake Weatherall and Nathan McSweeney um, in in really difficult conditions against two world class bowlers when they've won the toss and been sent into bowl to to stand up like we did, put three under on the board in the first innings and, and drive the game was I just thought a really impressive showing from from the batting group. Absolutely. It was, Nathan. Yourself as well from the bowling group, you took three for 51 and two for 67. That's now 10 wickets in your last three innings with the five for against Queensland. How do you feel like they're coming out at the moment? Do you feel like you're in some career best form? Um, yeah, just feeling good, to be honest. I think, yeah, I started the season a bit bit rusty with a few injuries and just sort of fighting through them and, and never really being at 100%. Um, yeah, we're certainly struggling a bit with the ball. And uh, yeah, it wasn't until I sort of had the week off against Western Australia, which, you know, I hated having to do as, as an individual, but the selectors just said, look, let's just let's just have a week off. You're dealing with a few little niggles at the moment. Just have a week off, get back to 100% and, and come back out and, and do what we know you can do. And um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, just the right call to make on their behalf. And you never like missing games, and especially it was a pretty bad loss for us watching on. But, um, 
yeah, it certainly worked a treat, really, to sort of help my body get back to, to where it needed to be to do my job. And since I've come back in, the ball's been coming out really well, so I'm just happy to be contributing, really. And on that contribution, the, the next game, there's obviously now a break with the Big Bash starting. South Australia probably gets a hard run here in Adelaide with the Redbacks and how their form's gone in the Sheffield Shield. It moves us with only... We're only five points off of second on the table, so surely you must and Dizzy must be pretty optimistic about the remainder of the season. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, it's quite amazing what that one win win did. Sort of jumped up, um, yeah, really within striking distance of that second spot. So Western Australia's flown flown ahead, and they've been sort of the class of the of the tournament this year, and, and probably were last year as well, to be fair. But yeah, there's there's absolutely so much to play for uh, after the big bash break in, in the white ball competition and certainly in red ball. You know, we're going to be playing Western Australia back at AO, which is going to be a great challenge. But then we go up to the Gabba, which is usually a result-based wicket. Um, and then we've got New South Wales and Victoria who aren't playing that uh, at their best at the moment. So there's certainly uh, results there for the taking if we're able to, to play our roles. So... Yeah, really exciting. I think, you know, a couple of wins uh, out of those four games could, could really get interesting and, and potentially make that short final. And, yeah, probably only probably need one out of the two wins in the white ball tournament to, to get into the final there as well. So um, it's, it's amazing. I think in professional sport, we judge ourselves so harshly and uh, you, you're never going as bad as what you think you are. You're never going as, as good as you think you are. And all of a sudden, you have a, a great win like that. And, and then you're looking about the shield final, which... If um, yeah, that certainly probably wasn't the chat um, in our group or, or from the outside noise um, in the in the weeks previous to this win. So it's amazing how how things can change. Well, what did just on that? What did Dizzy say after the game? Oh, Diz was just really proud of the group. To be honest, I think you know we we knew how hard we've been working and and the good things that we've been doing uh, as a group. And you know, I, I don't think we really changed anything. I think it was probably a little bit more belief. Uh, taken down to Tasmania. It's, it's, it's a challenging place to play uh, for, for batsmen anyway. It's normally a good place to bowl. It's usually uh, green and, and friendly for the seamers. Um, but some of the, the chat in the batting group was was really positive in the batting meetings a couple of days out from the game. Jake Weatherald um, spoke really positively about you know, owning that process and, and being really, really critical on balls to do as defending and, and making sure that he wasn't letting Peter Siddle and Jackson Bird into the game, but also looking to score runs on a, on a wicket that was always going to be a challenge. And for him to go out and, and make 100 off 130 balls or whatever it was in really tough conditions against Peter Siddle and Jackson Bird, um, I thought that was just a, a match match winning innings, really. Obviously, that's only the first innings done, but that, that's the kind of innings that helped us get ahead of the game and drive the game. So, to see um, to see him sort of talk that positively in in the in the meeting a couple of days out and then to put it into into action was just incredibly impressive. So, you know, there's so many good things I think to take out of the win individually for a lot of guys and, and as a group. I think it just it justifies all the hard work that a lot of people have been putting in um, over the last few weeks to try and try and get that first win on the board. So, as an all rounder, do you have to go to the batting meetings and the bowling meetings? Seems a little I do, unfair. Mate. I do. It's, um, it was pretty easy to sit in them when I was batting at seven, but this game batting at nine, it's sort of like, oh, come on. Like, you know, it's not going to be that hard. By the time I get in, the bowl is going to be cooked anyway. So, um, yeah, no, I still I still uh, sit in on those, even though I'm, I've slipped down the order a little bit more. But um, no, he, every time I try to ask him if I can get out of it, he just says, well, uh, do you see yourself as a batsman, mate? No. <laughs> 
uh, sort of guilt, guilt trips me into it, unfortunately. So, yeah, no, it's, they're usually pretty short and sharp anyway. So it's, uh, yeah, not, not too big of a burden. Now, on the Ben all-rounder, potentially you might get a better run up the order than with a different coach at the Sydney Thunder. We'll try not to hold that against <laughs> you, Nate. But uh, when do you head over there for the BBL to start? And uh, well, I guess I, what are your goals around that? Yeah, I, I literally just checked in my hotel about 10 minutes before the call uh, in Sydney. So, yeah, flew, flew up today. It was a pretty quick turnaround from the last game. We, we flew back into Adelaide and had some sort of mid-season review meetings yesterday just before everyone goes their separate ways and, yeah, flown up today. So um, just really looking forward to it, to be honest. It's just such an exciting time of the year for for us us players um, getting to, to get into the white ball format and travel around in the Christmas time. It's just such an enjoyable part of the, part of the year. And I think goals for me, it's, it's about trying to win a big bash, to be honest. Um, at the Thunder, we've got a really consistent side. We've had a, a good run at the finals now the last threes in a row making making the finals and finishing sort of third and fourth each year not being able to get into the grand final so yeah I think that's that's my goal uh, as, an indiv- as an individual that's obviously a, a team um, achievement and, and there's a lot goes into it but that's that's certainly the uh, the big overriding goal that I'll be working towards for sure. Now you talked about that transition and going straight away from the red ball to the white ball format how do you go with the transition, not only from that, the red ball to the white ball, but also a completely different group of teammates? Uh, one day you're at, in the Sheffield Shield with the Redbacks and then uh, the next day you're in the Thunder. How does that go? Yeah, it's it's not too bad of a transition for me personally. I, I always find it uh, more challenging transitioning from Big Bash back to red ball cricket once it's finished. Um, as, as a bowler, you sort of the only real adjustment you've got to make is you know, all of a sudden you're the person who's driving the game, batters are trying to defend and not really try too much, then all of a sudden they're trying to hit you out of the park. So you just got to pull your length back and, you know, instead of probably bowling that sort of five-metre, five-and-a-half-metre length in red ball, trying to bowl the top of the stumps, you got to bowl about seven metres from the stumps and so that you're not floating them up and getting smacked over your head. But uh, it's, for me, a lot easier to bowl that shorter length. That's usually a bit easier for a bowler to adjust to. Uh, but then when you go running in and sort of slamming the ball in, trying to not get slogged, uh, then trying to find your length by going back fuller into the red ball format is usually a bit more of a challenging uh, adjustment. But that's sort of the only technical thing you've got to adjust. And, and then oh, I'm really fortunate here at the Thunder. I've been here for a number of years now. And, um, you know, we've got a really a really good group of guys that, you know, you'd probably say that even if you didn't get along with them. It's the old cliche. But um, we've got a, a really good family family vibe here and um you know i've got a lot of friends here and i'm I'm really looking forward to getting into training tomorrow and and seeing them all and and some of the coaches that have been here since i started here in in 2016 so um it it is a real family atmosphere here and i'm i can't wait to get get into it having said that nice big family is the downside having to put up with alex ross (laughs) yes that is a certain part of it um, Rossi's he literally I got a message from him about five minutes ago whilst I was just uh, checking my notification saying hurry up and get to the beach so he's um, he's already on me um, but no he's, he's a good man Rossi I've always, I've always well and uh, he's got a very a very dry uh, intelligent sense of humour we won't tell him that um, he's, he's probably got the uh, I don't think he's got the radio on whilst he's at the beach he's probably got the Spotify on listening to some tunes but he's uh He's a good man, Rossi. So I'll, yeah, I'll be spending many a many a time with him now in the hotel, being the interstate boys. Yeah, beautiful work. Um, just uh, want to touch back on uh, the Redbacks just for a second. We're speaking with Nathan McAndrew from the Redbacks, who's 
now in Sydney to play some BBL with the Thunder. But where's Agar? He seems to have found his mojo again and he's bowling beautifully this summer. He's already got 23 wickets. Yeah, he's um, yeah he's an amazing talent, Wes. I think it, it's amazing to see him back to his best as well. Obviously, last year was was a bit of a challenge for him. He, he was just fighting injury, and I think there was two or three you know major injuries that really just that ruined his season, to be honest. And um, yeah, that that was he was going through a bit of a tough time with that as well. You start to lose some confidence and things like that. But uh, yeah, see him obviously have a good off season, get his body back to where it needs to be and, and be fighting fit. And, yeah, he, he, I mean, he's running in behind some serious petrol at the moment. Um, he's a he's a wicket-taker. He's a match winner with the ball. And, uh, yeah, he's he's got a larger-than-life presence as well. So it's it's awesome to see him running in with his tail up for the Redbacks, um, just, you know, one of one of the huge members of our team. Um, and to see him up and about taking wickets is, is just so exciting. So hopefully maybe that uh, comes to a point come to a uh, close for the strikers. I don't want him taking too many polls against us, but uh, no, amazing to see him back to his best and, and running in by good good gas. It is, and you can listen to the Big Bash here on SEN, which starts next Tuesday, the 13th of December. Now, Nathan, I want to ask you, the competition goes from the 13th of December to the 25th of January, so a little bit over a month. You play a lot of games in there. How much actual training do you do, and what do you do in between days when you're not actually playing? Yeah, there's not much training, to be honest at all. If, if you're in the regular 11, um, there's just so many travel days in between games and with games being every two or three days, it's, um, yeah, I think we start, we've got uh, three games in five days. So it's just a, it's a play, travel, play, travel, play. And uh, yeah, you'll just, you won't do any training in those travel days. That's just about uh, maximising recovery, get off the flight, sort of go to the ground, have a little light run around, get the body get the blood flow moving around the legs a bit. Batters sometimes have a hit, but bowls will just be sort of resting and, and recovering. And then batters will usually go to the ground a little bit earlier and have a hit uh, in the nets that afternoon. And then if there's a little bit bigger of a gap between games, then you'll squeeze some training sessions in. But yeah, it's, there's not that much time between games and there's not that much time for training. So it's, it's a really, you know, tournament cricket like the Big Bash is such a big thing for momentum. You know, if you get off to a good start and you, you're performing well, it's it's the best place to be because you never feel like you're out of form. You play a game and you're playing another one two days later and you're riding high on confidence. But if you don't get off to a great start and you're sort of feeling a bit scratchy, it, it can be quite hard to to sort of break that rhythm and, and get back to your best because there's, you know, you play a game, you haven't even got over that emotionally and the next thing you're in, next, in a new city in another bowling meeting thinking about the next game. So getting off to a good start and, and just riding that momentum is a, a huge thing. Just before we let you go, Nathan, uh, last question. With the white ball game, the way it's going, with new leagues popping up everywhere and T10 competitions, um, is is it hard to sort of not look at that picture and go, well, maybe I just concentrate on this and this is what I do? Or do you still love the red ball cricket? No, it's, it's pretty easy one for me. I, I love playing Red Bull cricket, it took me, you know, I didn't debut in first-class cricket here in Australia until last season with the Redbacks. So, you know, I've got a huge appetite to just play as much Red Bull cricket as I can. Um, I just, I love it. It's incredibly challenging and physically and mentally demanding at times, but it, it is the ultimate reward. You know, when you have a great win like that in Tasmania that we did last week, it, it really reminds you how enjoyable four-day wins are. 
Um, and they haven't, we haven't had a huge amount of them at the Redbacks at the moment. But, you know, I think the way that the group's building and there, there are a lot more around the corner. Uh, I think we've got some young cornerstones of the organisation. Guys like Nathan McSweeney have, have really started to show up with the bat. Daniel Drew as well with a great 90 last game. So I think we've got a really good mix of, of uh, you know, experienced players when we've got Alex Carey and, and Travis Head back. But also, you know, I think some of the young batters are starting to step up so that when they aren't available, which we won't have them for a, a while now, um, you know, we're still going to have some match winners in that batting order. So it's just a really exciting time for me to be a part of the Redbacks. And, yeah, I still definitely want to play as much Red Bull cricket as I can. Good to hear, mate. Thanks for joining us on Sports ASA and uh, best of luck through the Big Bash. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Nathan McAndrew there from the West End Redbacks. Now over with the Sydney Thunder to play some Big Bash. Um, it's good that he wants to play Red Bull cricket. It is because it's not that common nowadays, and particularly with uh, the engagement and the audiences, it's going towards the 2020 cricket. So it's good that he has that uh, want to be able to perform and perform well in the Sheffield Shield for the Redbacks. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he stays here for a long, long time. And you can stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. And it's time, men's, for your USA update. It is USA update. And we're going to start with the NBA bonds. Uh, there is some cracking games again on today. I'm going to start on the Los Angeles Clippers. They have been without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George most of this season. Really has dented their side so far, but they had them back today and they won 119 to 117 over the Hornets. Isn't that amazing when you have one or even two of your stars out in the NBA? It just ruins your side. It, it makes uh, a massive difference. Huge difference. Uh, and speaking of that, a guy who makes a huge difference is Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, from the Milwaukee well Bucks. 17 and 6 they are now. 109 to 102 today against Orlando Magic, who has this for a record 5 and 20 they're sitting at. So they might be going for that number one draft pick at the end of the season. We're going to move to the Oklahoma City Thunder and Josh Giddy. He's starting to play well now. He, ha he had a couple of little injuries, an ankle injury at the start of the season. It... it Made him miss a couple of games. He was a little bit slow out the gates, but really good again today. They won 121 to 114 over the Atlanta Hawks. And one that will excite you, Bonds, we'll get to your Boston Celtics. They Just are rolling. They Just are another day. Absolutely rolling. Just another day for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They won 116 to 110 against the Raptors. They currently sit with the best record in the NBA at 20 wins and five losses. Uh, it's probably not a hard one to pick, but they will be the number one seed at the end of the season going into playoffs out of both the Eastern and Western conferences. So they will be in a very good position to potentially break through this year. Well, they're in a position where, if as the season goes on, if they continue this winning streak and they can they can rest a couple of guys towards the end of the season running into playoffs. So uh, the more they win early, the better it is for them long-term in their playoff. 100%, 100% correct there. Now, the Dallas Mavericks, they knocked off the Phoenix Suns 130 to 111 today. Really impressive. Luka Doncic, favourite for MVP for a reason. Again, incredible. And I brought up this guy last week. He hit a game winner against the Los Angeles Lakers. Andrew Nemhard. Remember the name? Shout out to Pete, uh, one of my mates who's a big Indiana Pacers yes. fan. They won 112 to 104 today. He came into the starting lineup and hit 30 points, had 13 rebounds. First year rookie is going to be an incredible player. 
he certainly is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great players in the NBA. It's such a good competition to watch. Um, just slightly better than the NBL, but there's not a lot in it. Uh, but I want to, what, what, before we switch sports, which I think you're going to do, have you seen the social media post? I'm sure you have, with Steph Curry hitting five long bombs from one end of the court to the other? I have, and he does this regularly. In his warm-up, he does these things regularly that I actually see him all the time now, and it's almost desensitised to me now because he does it with such ease. Well, I know we had true or false earlier, but um, true or false, is that real or not real? <laughs> it's, it's, Steph, it's Steph Curry, so it's real. Well, well, that's what people were saying, oh, look, any other player, you'd um, straight away you go, no, it's, it's false, but... Correct. Oh, I, oh, look, I, I reckon he hit at least one. Yep. And then they might have just... Uh, I mean, they could have easily... It's amazing. But at the same time, I would say that he could easily do it with what he does. If it's real, yep. it's amazing. It is amazing. And he is, not arguably, he is the best shooter of all time. I think there's yes. no doubt about that in terms of where he can hit from his range. It is absolutely incredible. And on that, let's move to the NFL, Bond. So we are about three quarters of the way through the season here. So we're starting to see things shape up. We're starting yes. to see teams that are genuine contenders to win the Super Bowl this year. And one of them, I'm going to start with them, are my Philadelphia Eagles. They are 11-1. and one. They won 35-10 to 10 against the Tennessee Titans, who have been pretty good this year. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Easy. Absolutely incredible. Jalen Hurts threw for three touchdowns over 300 yards. What I love about this is they've been a running team all year. Tennessee went to defend the run, and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni said, all right, we'll just throw the ball on you. We'll throw it to A.J. Brown, who was their former wide receiver. He scores two touchdowns over 100 yards. That's uh, one way to rub it in the face of a team that you've taken their best player from. Very good. The Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots. They go to 9-3 and three on a 24-10 win. They will absolutely be thereabouts as well. They're, they're one of the absolute favourites to win the Super Bowl this year, and I think for good reason as well, behind Josh Allen. A couple of other games that were very interesting over the weekend was the Seahawks knocked off the Rams. They're, they're thereabouts this year, the Seahawks. They're 7-5. At the start of the year, everyone had them coming last in their conference. They're probably going to take it out, either them or the San Francisco 49ers, who I will move to, who... Now, Jimmy Garoppolo has broken his foot, so he's going to be out the rest of the season. They already have them. Trey Lance down as well. Uh, however, their defense is the best defense in the NFL. They won 33-17 to on the, the Miami Dolphins, who have Tua and Tyreek Hill. They are the real deal, and if they can find a way to navigate around the third-string quarterback, they could actually win the whole thing this year. The last couple of games I want to finish on is the Cincinnati Bengals, 27 to the Kansas City Chiefs, 24. They they are slowly going about their business. They are 8-4. and four. The Chiefs are 9-3. and three. The Bengals, who played in the Super Bowl last year, I think are better than they were last year. I think they are a team that people are not valuing, and they absolutely could go all the way, just like this team. How about this for a scoreline? The Dallas Cowboys, 54 to the Indianapolis Colts, 19. The score at three-quarter time was 21 to 19. They put up 33 points in the last quarter. They go to nine and three on their record. And the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, are yes. absolutely the real deal this year. I talked about the 49ers defense being the best defense in all of the NFL. Well, the Cowboys are pretty close to that. They're probably the second best defense. And so there's a couple of the major games over the weekend and a couple of the major contenders to win the Super Bowl, which is only just over a month away, a month or two away now, we're, we're getting to the pointy end of the NFL season. And uh, earlier today also, uh, Tom Brady did it again. 
just uh, got his uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Saints with about, I think there was about four seconds to go. Yeah, there touchdown. was not long to go. They they are not doing it pretty at the moment, the no. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, I mean, if there's one player that can just get the job done without looking pretty, with just actually getting the win, it is Tom Brady. They do go back to the top of their division. Uh, so they should be playing in the playoffs. We should see Tom Brady in the playoffs again. And you can never write off that man if he's in the playoffs. Yeah, they're 6-6 six and six now, so their record. So look, look, he is just... He's just a freak. It is staggering. To see what he does, uh, to, to move the ball down the field and score a touchdown with a few seconds to go just to win the game, thanks very much. It's... Uh, he's done it time and time again. It is uh, absolutely incredible from a man who's 45 years of age and still playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It staggers the mind that the cliff was meant to come five or six years ago and it's, it still hasn't. Correct. It's, it's unbelievable. He just every – I, I – just can't get over how um, how he just keeps going and keeps doing it. So what do you got on tomorrow? You're not with us tomorrow, but what are you doing tomorrow? Working hard? Yes, we will. I've actually just moved into new house. Uh, so oh, yes, a right. lot of moving at the moment. I uh, got down to Toolkit Depot actually to get a few things for the nice, house. To, uh, nice. Build a few of the things in the house. So I'll be doing that tomorrow into pre-season again tomorrow night. We touched on a little bit of the sand earlier in the show. So yeah. hopefully it's not too warm tomorrow. It may be around 20, so we should be all right in pre-season. Tomorrow on the show, Brett Maher will be joining us. And we're going to speak to Adelaide 36er Daniel Johnson, who was playing his 400th NBL game uh, this Friday night against the Perth Wildcats. So looking forward to that. Uh, men's, it's been great. It has been, Bonds. Another great show and uh, some big games coming up in the Soccer World Cup again tonight. Can't wait to tune in. Bye, everyone.